Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of AINC's Volunteer Spotlight, where we highlight volunteers that bring print to life. Today, we have a very exciting guest, the Volunteer of the Month for January, who reads the Human Health Program. May I introduce Emily? How's it going, Emily? It's going great. How about with you? Happy New Year. Indeed. Um, Yeah, it's going pretty well. Had some coffee. Pretty motivated for this episode. So, Emily, you read the Human Health Program, and you've been doing that for about 10 years now. Correct me if I'm wrong. That sounds right. Yes. I think that's about right. Awesome. How did you first hear about the Audio Information Network of Colorado? I heard about it. Well, actually, my husband saw a uh, listing in the daily camera volunteer opportunities. And I used to do audio production. And I also recorded for the visually impaired and and print disabled in Philadelphia as a volunteer um, role, I guess. And so when my husband saw that in the daily camera, he pushed the newspaper over to me and said, this is something you might be interested in. And I, that, following Monday morning, I believe I called Kat Bradbury and went in for an audition and, uh, and started recording. She assigned me the human health program because I worked in the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, very good. So yeah, that was the first program that you started on. And that's the program you've basically been reading the entire time you've been a volunteer. That's right. That's right. And I, I produce it, which, you know, meaning I find my own material and then record and uh, I've been doing that same way for the entire, I guess, 10 years. So have you always been a remote reader or did you used to come into the studio? I, I only recorded a few times in the studio and then Kat mentioned the opportunity or the, the flexibility of being able to record from home. So I've mostly recorded from home, which has been really handy in the past few years. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like the camaraderie, I think, of going in to the studio, but it's pretty convenient to be able to record in my fuzzy slippers <laughs> in my closet. <laughs> On a laundry basket. Right, that's right. <laughs> so... What particular article, you know, you read a lot of articles for this human health program and you pick a lot of them. Is there a particular article that you've read that stood out to you that touched you in some way, made you laugh? Um, you know, that's a good question. And and I, I, I pick all of them, actually. I, sometimes my husband will email something to me and say, hey, this is a good article for your show because he, he gets a lot of um, newsletters and things on email. But for the most part, I pick them all. And uh, I just read one for the end of last year that was pretty heartwarming. And, and I think I think that a laugh or a nice heartwarming story is good for everyone's health also. And this was about the little girl who requested a license to be able to have a unicorn in her backyard. And the Los Angeles County Animal Control played along and gave her the criteria for being able to have a unicorn in her backyard. And it was, it was just really sweet and I, you know, made me smile. And I thought, well, maybe this will bring some joy to somebody. 
or more than somebody's. Indeed. Somebody's. <laughs> so I, I kind of choose based on something new in health, something that I think people want to know. A lot of times I might look something up like, um, how long can I keep using this contact lens solution before it could give me an eye infection? And when I find a result or, you know, an answer for myself, I think, well, that might be something people may want to know for the human health program. So having kind of a curious mind helps too a little bit. And then heartwarming things like that, you know, the, the, the things that just make me smile or things that make me go, huh, that's kind of interesting. Would you say it's a little difficult sometimes to fill a slot or to adhere to a uh, particular slot? In your case, you you have to fill a 30-minute slot, but is that at all difficult? No, not really. I Sometimes I, I'll look at an article and think, oh, that's going to go too long. And I've had a few times where I've had to say, well, folks, I'm sorry I didn't get to everything I thought I was going to get to, and I'll pick that one up again next week and um the thing the thing i always find i need are little filler kind of blurbs you know little one minute items to kind of close out the program so i'm always on the lookout for those those are tricky and sometimes i'll just edit a longer news article down and just say this is an edited this is edited from you know time magazine or something like that and um, when you select an article, do you read it before you record or do you just is like when you record, is that your first time reading it? Is it a cold read? I, it depends. A lot of times it's a cold read. And there are times when I'm, for example, looking for something to fill the rest of my show. I'll be sitting in my closet <laughs> looking through the iPad for an article. And those are definitely cold reads. Um, which can be tricky because there are a lot of scientific words and medical words. And I have to think, oh, gosh, I hope I'm pronouncing this name of this scientist correctly. Um, but uh, sometimes I'll read an article and think, yeah, I'm going to use that one for the show. Or I'll read part of the article and say I'm going to save that and then just finish the rest of the read when I'm recording. I hope nobody can tell that sometimes I just nope. read them. Cold. That's definitely uh, unique because, I mean, some people do it different ways. You know, you might, you either might want to um, read the article beforehand to make sure there's no, like, really hard to pronounce words or or bad words. Or, yeah, sometimes people do just cold read and then they'll, it's funny because they'll stumble across something and they'll be like, whoa, and they'll just throw them off. Yeah, well, and I edit, too, as I go. I'm, I'm using GarageBand. And I check every edit that I'm that I make. You know, if I stumble across or stumble on um, a word or a pronunciation or trip over my own tongue, which happens a lot, then I'll go back and pick up that sentence. And then when I get to another stopping point, I go all the way back to where I did that edit and make sure that that was an, a clean edit because I try to. I want to make sure I have a good production. All right. Well, we're going to switch gears from your yeah. program itself and we're going to go to more just general being a volunteer and what that was like. So when you became a volunteer, can you remember what it was like reading your first program for AINC of human health? I, you know, I, I think I was nervous. I, I know I did an audition 
for Kat. And I was nervous at that time because also I was sitting or sitting in front of some gear and, you know, was hoping that I would know how to operate everything or remember what she told me how to, you know, how to operate the equipment. And then she pretty much came in and said, yeah, we, we want you to volunteer. And then I think I only did one or two shows and it, it made me, I was a little nervous, I think, the shows that I recorded in the studio because I wanted to make sure I was doing it correctly and that I could edit and um, make sure that the final product was going to be something that, that I would want to listen to and not sit there and say, gosh, this person can't string a sentence together. What is happening? So I think I felt nervous and I was really thrilled that that Kat asked me to join the volunteer corps. I'm still proud of it. You know, I'll be talking with a friend and they'll tell me about an article they read or about some scientific or health kind of info. And, and I'll say, oh, where did you find that? I need that for the show I record for the for the visually impaired and print disabled. And I'm still so proud of, of doing that and giving back to the community. And, um, and I think people like it. I think people think that's a pretty cool thing to do. And I imagine after a few recordings, it probably got easier and easier as time went on. Yeah, yeah, especially surrounded by my shoes and my, my you know, laundry basket, as you said. Exactly. <laughs> I'm right at home, right at home there. <laughs> and that's something I'd really like to emphasize for volunteers is if you are having issues, you know, if you're recording and your audio has a lot of echo from like your room, you don't need a fancy studio. You could just hop into your coat closet and it sounds perfect. And there's nothing, you know, because some volunteers will overdo it and, or they'll just overthink the recording setup and they'll get something really, really fancy and expensive. And then it won't, it'll end up not working. And then I, I, you know, Evan, I had that experience recently. I was, um, I was in a store and I saw a podcasting kit and it came with a mic and a headset and a, a, a mic stand. And, and um, I can't remember the other things. And, and my husband and I took a look at it and he goes, you know, this would be great. You could have a setup right on your desk and leave it set up and not have to go in the closet. Because we always joke about, I'm, I'm going in the closet. I'm going to record my show. And I tried it out and it, it was pretty echoey. And the, the clothes create a nice buffer where you can buy giant pieces of foam and a lot of the people who record probably know this and, and create like a, a V-shaped thing around your face and buffer, you know, or muffle the, the echo. But I ended up abandoning this fancy kit that I bought and returned it and went back in the closet. Oh, I did get a great mic, though. Thanks yes. to you. That's, that's what spurred the mic. That's what spurred me getting the better mic, in fact. Yeah. I, I bought that. Um, Blue Snowball. Yeah, the blue snowball that was on Evan's recommended list. Yeah. And, they're around and, like 50 bucks uh, and they are a solid mic. I mean, you don't need anything else. You can plug headphones into it. It's a solid mic. It's really good. And um, I have that standing on my shoe boxes. <laughs> All the secrets hey, are that out. Works. <laughs> and then um, and, and in my closet, because even still with the snowball, I, you know, I, I get that echoey sound of the, the walls because I don't have any fabric or anything hanging in the in the office. So the closet, the closet people, it's the answer. 
Indeed. Well, Emily, we're going to switch gears and have some more fun questions now. You, <laughs> you think you're ready? I don't know. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay, let's try it out. All right. Who would you say would be your most inspirational person in your life? That would be my husband. He's always positive. He He's really smart. He... Um, He's, uh, he's always there for me. He's, he's a good friend to our friends. Yeah, he's, he's the best. I, I joke about this a lot. I say that for 30 years, people have been saying, poor Ken, <laughs> because of me, <laughs> which, you know, we, we laugh about that. But he, he really, he's really, he's a great human being. He's just wonderful. Indeed. And what in particular is your one absolutely favorite hot beverage like if you could have only one hot <laughs> beverage the rest of your life what would it be oh wow my favorite hot beverage green tea nice. is that boring yeah a little no it's not boring i also like coffee i like coffee but i guess you know i guess i'd probably go with green tea because you can you can judge it you cannot judge it i don't know I'm having green tea right now. Maybe that's why that's my answer. Yeah, but I mean, I it's I never generally so good. Limited. No. Yeah, it is. It's pretty, pretty good. Indeed. And my final question, Emily, is if you could pick between skiing or snowboarding, which one would you pick? Oh, my God. Really? You that's only pick your one. question? Or do you like, I mean, yeah, you can't say both. You have to pick one. I can't say either because <laughs> you don't enjoy I, um, my skiing and snowboarding days are behind me, but I do love snowshoeing. Oh, okay. That counts. We can so, count that. Yeah. I mean, I, I love to get out in the woods and tromp around and, um, yeah, I, I'm not, no longer a skier. Okay. That is a fair, yeah. fair answer. Yeah. Maybe not what the one you were hoping for. <laughs> no, but it works. Anyway, do you have any questions that you would like to ask me? How long have you been working at the Audio Information Network of Colorado? I've been working at the Audio Information Network of Colorado for a little over two years. I started as an intern back in April of 2021, and I worked for quite a few months as an intern, and then I got hired on in October as the audio production technician. And um, yeah, I'm, I've already, it's hard to believe I've already been on staff wow. for a little over a year now, like blows yeah. my mind. That's yeah. Time sure flies. Doesn't it? it do does. you, what do you love most about working there? What do you love? Oh my gosh. If uh, that's a, Hmm. I love my team. That's one. If I could pick one thing, I love the team that I work with. Everybody is amazing and everybody works just flawlessly together. And it's, it's just like, you know, ICAINC is just like a second family in a sense. Um, the, the culture is incredibly productive. We, we have, I mean, yes, there's always, there's going to be some conflict. Like it doesn't matter how, effective of a team you are there's there's going to be some disagreements but we're able to work through them and you know work past them and come up with a good compromise and it's really just amazing and it's 
to me, it seems kind of rare to have that in a job. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think, I think that's a really, um, it's, it's a great thing to have at work and it's great that you recognize that it's probably pretty rare to have good teamwork and people who care about each other. And, um, that's really nice. What a nice atmosphere to be able to work in. Mm -hmm. Are there any changes coming for the group for AIN? Um, in the future, yeah, we are going to be moving locations eventually. I'm pretty sure about that. And we'll, I don't know if it will be in Boulder, but AINC will mm. be getting a new home. Um, we're looking for like the Spanish program director and, or somebody to help us with our Spanish programming. And I'm not sure if we're adding anybody onto the team. Also, just like to shout out to for any volunteers listening, if you are interested in coming into the studios, they are now open and you may reserve your spot on our website via the portal. And if, yeah, if you want to hop in and if you'd feel more comfortable or if you want to come in and have some really good coffee and meet some of our team, you can do that now. Or if you want to get out of your closet and yeah. not, not be surrounded by your clothes, shoes and dirty laundry. That too. <laughs> that might work out. I'd also like to mention the volunteer appreciation event that we will be holding on February 25th, and it will be highlighting all volunteers. And just want to say, everybody here, you guys have put in hundreds, literally hundreds of hours of work into your shows and into being a volunteer. And that really deserves some celebration and consideration. So, we will be holding an event both virtually and in person because we have volunteers pretty much kind of almost around the globe now because of the whole remote. But um, it will be happening February 25th, and we encourage anybody that can join, please join. It will be very enjoyable, and you'll get to see some of the work that you've done and where AINC is headed. And, yeah, it's just going to be a good time for everybody. You, you just said that there are volunteers around the globe. That's really interesting. How neat is that? Wow. Like We've had like, auditions from like South Africa, from India, the UK. Wow. No kidding. Yep. That's, uh, that's wild. How Isn't great it? is that? Anybody, yes. anybody, as long as they have good audio and they're a good reader, can volunteer for us from anywhere. And as long as their internet works and they can send us files, like you could be on the like opposite end of the world, and as long as you have internet, you'll be just solid. And you know, people have even because of this whole remote thing, they've been able to even send us audio while they're on vacation. And I mean, we don't like encourage that. If you're on vacation, enjoy it, but. Some people have done that, like from their hotel room, and it's been solid. Interesting. Or like Antarctica or something. Maybe yeah. You could go there. Indeed. As long as there's a closet, I could record from there. <laughs> closet and some clothing. Yeah. And some shoes. You <laughs> sit in a pile of laundry and record. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not uncomfortable, I hope. Oh, no. Well, Emily, do you have any last minute like maybe a cheesy quote or something last minute you'd like to share with our listeners? I do have, well, 
when we spoke at another point, I think I was really at a loss for a quote. So I gave you a quote from Homer Simpson, life is one crushing defeat after another, <laughs> which I think is funny for its, you know, for, for the opposite reason, because it's it's just so pathetically Homer-y. Um, but, but, the, <laughs> but then um, I just saw another one that was in a book I read. And this one I really think is nice is, um, it's always better to dance than refuse. And I thought that's pretty cool. Just about like food you know, for looking, thought. Yeah, just you know, about like seeking out happiness, you know, and, and, and turning the tables and, and making sure that that you're doing and, and thinking things that make you happy. Indeed. That make me happy. I shouldn't say you, maybe me. Because maybe dancing wouldn't make you happy. I don't know. It might. It just depends on the person and depends on the music. Yeah, there you go. What music do you like? I I enjoy – well, that's the thing. I have a very eclectic music taste. I have lately been into a lot of like instrumental or like sometimes electronic, but I also enjoy classic rock. I enjoy classical, and I like mm. I like music from films and video games and – I guess what music do I not listen to is kind of the better question. And I'll give everything a chance. That's my rule. Even if it's a genre I'm not particularly fond of, like I don't do well with like rap, but I'll, I'll give it a chance if somebody sends me a song. And if I, if I like it, cool. If I don't, well, at least I can say I listen to it. Yeah. I think that's a great attitude to have. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like all genres as well. You know, everything from jazz, classical, rock, indie, you know, independent. Indie's great. Yeah. Yeah, I I like it all. Um, Do you have any favorite, do you have any favorite quotes, Evan? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, the, The one I've always gravitated towards is the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And... The reason that I gravitate towards that quote is because a lot of people, um, me being blind, did kind of assume that it was uh, terrifying or that it was difficult. And that's kind of why I used that quote for a while is because, honestly, like there is no reason to be afraid of having a disability or afraid of living with it. Um, it's actually surprisingly easy for me, but it might be harder for others. But, yeah, that's kind of why I've used that quote. Other than that, yeah, I, um, I'm kind of dry when it comes to inspirational quotes, sadly. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I think FDR. Um, w- were you sighted when when you were younger? Nope. I've always had ah. the same vision since birth. So you did. So, yeah, I mean, so that's interesting that people might ask if you were fearful because you didn't know anything other than you know, what you had always um, accomplished without being able to see. Indeed. Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining me for this very first episode of the Volunteer Spotlight. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I enjoyed conducting the interview. Very much. It's an honor, Evan, and it's an honor to to be a volunteer and to be the volunteer of the month. Yes. Congratulations um, again. 
Yeah, thank you so much. It's it's so nice. It's it's really kind of everyone there and um Lauren and, and Alex and you are the the three and Kim and um and you you're just fantastic. You you always get right back to me when I have questions which I sometimes do about how to label my shows if I stack them and um and you're just you're just wonderful and I really enjoyed our conversation. I feel like I got to know you a little bit better. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Emily. Thank you. And everybody else. Yes. Happy New Year. And thank you guys so much for listening to the Volunteer Spotlight. I am your host, Evan Starnes. And I definitely look forward to seeing you guys next month. Take care and have a wonderful morning, day, evening, or whenever you just so happen to be listening to this episode.